Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Today is from the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 36 through 43, and this can be found on page 1001 of your Pew Bible. But let us pray. God of goodness and hope, in these scriptures we find your faithfulness. Be with us now and write your words on our hearts that they would stay as near to us as our next breath and fill us with life. Amen. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request. Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Amen. Well, in these final weeks, we're rehearsing some language that we share here. A few weeks ago, it was, if I understand the text, two weeks ago, Roger shared with us, breathing in God's mercies. Last week, as we believe, help our unbelief. And before next week, living toward God's promised day today, I want us to linger on these simple words, do the good that is yours to do. If you read through the book of Acts from beginning to end, you'll see that one of the main points is that the risen Christ sometimes shows up in the life of the church. Sometimes the church is shaped by the life of Christ in such profound fashion that we look like Jesus. As New Testament scholar Willie Jennings has said, the church repeats Jesus. It happens in this story. It's a story about Peter. Peter was, you remember, a first-string disciple. He, along with Paul, gave shape to the early church. Peter is summoned to Joppa 
because a beloved saint of the church had died. Her name was Tabitha, although some called her Dorcas. We have not heard of her before, and she'll vanish from the pages after these few verses. But her death is important enough that the saints of Joppa, they summon Peter. We don't know much about Tabitha. We just know these two things. We know that she was devoted to acts of charity. She was kind. And we know this. She had two names. So Peter is summoned, and Peter comes, and Peter repeats Jesus. Uh, There was a moment in Jesus' ministry when a leader of the synagogue summons Jesus. Can you come? My daughter is dying. By the time Jesus arrives, she had died. But Jesus puts everyone out of the room. He kneels beside her. He whispers to Letha Kum, little one, get up. And she does. And here, Peter comes to Joppa. Tabitha has died. He pushes everyone out of the room. He kneels beside her. He whispers, Tabitha, get up. And the dead woman breathes. Peter repeats Jesus. Now, it is clear that the writer of Acts believes that this happens in the church, that you and I can repeat Jesus. But I have to tell you, this is not my favorite part of the story. I can't relate to this moment with Peter. I believe that God brings life from death. I have told you on Sunday mornings more times than I can count, and over the years I have told you on any given day of the week that I believe the love of God calls us by name, and it will not let us go. It refuses to grant death the power to pull us from God. I believe that God brings life from death, but I can't do that. The power of my faith is far more modest. And so this action of Peter seems impossible to touch. To say it more broadly, we live, the world we live in is a mess. There is so much that has gone wrong and continues to go wrong, and we feel powerless to make it right. At times, I wish I were more like Peter. I I wish I had more power like that because this world could benefit from a dramatic expression of grace, some dramatic expressions of light, some dramatic expressions of love. It would do this world good. But the truth is, when I read this story about Peter, it makes me feel that the witness of the church in our days is too mundane. It's ordinary. We can't repeat Jesus like that. We as a church have recognized we do not have the influence on the world that we once assumed we did. It's a story about Peter. 
But maybe even more so, it's a story about this woman. Her name was Tabitha. That was her Aramaic or Jewish name. It's therefore the name Peter would have known her by. But she had some Greek friends who called her Dorcas. Both names, Tabitha and Dorcas, mean gazelle. And if I understand the text, she bears these names because this gazelle woman darted about her community, engaging in acts of kindness. She sewed clothing and she shared it with others. It was a kindness. And because she was kind, she needed two names. When I was a kid, I was called Tommy. Every now and then, I'll get a Facebook message to Tommy. I don't have to read it to know. It comes from someone from Bear Elementary School in Atlanta or, or from Shallowford Presbyterian Church in Atlanta. The enlightened ones will just say Tom and then in parentheses, M-Y, right? So it's a, it's a name that uh, they can't let go of, even though I did long ago. Of course, Tommy is better than my middle name which you know is Lorraine. And in my experience, a number of people consider Lorraine to be a girl's name, which was included my second grade friend, Frank Chambliss, whose grandmother was named Lorraine, so he just called me Granny. (laughs) What's so funny? I asked my dad, I'm a junior, I said, you had this name, you know what this is like, why did you do this to me? He said, I always wanted the world to know that we belong to each other. I hated Lorraine as a kid, I'm not crazy about Tommy now, but belonging, I'm all in on that. In a similar way, this woman bears two names because she belongs, because she is loved. And because of the particular people who love her, she is something of a miracle. A little early church history for you. The most difficult, complex, all-consuming social issue of the early church was the relationship between Jews and Gentiles. It was race. Jews and Gentiles. For thousands of years, Jews were set apart from Gentiles. One way to define yourself as a Jew is that you're not Gentile. They didn't share meals. They didn't share prayers. They didn't share food. They didn't share religion. They were divided. But by the end of the book of Acts, we begin to see some of these divisions breaking down. Jews and Gentiles are finding their way to one another. Jews and Gentiles are finding themselves in the same congregations with one another. Jews and Gentiles are finding that the love of Jesus Christ is breaking down some of these barriers. They're beginning to be bridged. And as this evolution was beginning, there was this woman with two names. Her name was Tabitha. 
That's how Peter would have known her as well as her Jewish friends. But evidently her heart was too big to be claimed by one people. And so she earned a second name in the Gentile community. It was Dorcas. And if I understand how this woman became beloved among both Jews and Gentiles, how this woman began to break down walls and barriers that had stood for generations and began to create community where only division had existed before, I think it's because she was kind. When Peter arrived, it says the widows of the community gathered around holding tunics and shawls and blankets that Tabitha Dorcas had made for them. And she darted from need to need to need, bringing gifts, showing kindness to Tabitha. It didn't matter who you were. It just mattered that you had a need. Maybe your need was because you were victimized in some way. Maybe your need erupted because you made a dumb decision. It didn't matter matter to her. She just lived kindness. And kindness isn't the biggest thing. And yet, it is. It was the good she knew to do. It's discouraging sometimes to look at what's going on around us. The violence that's omnipresent, killing our children, the changes that are happening to the planet, the political life that celebrates destruction. It's so much easier to tear something down than to build something up. Do you ever feel like the problems of the world are so strong there's nothing that we can do? That what we need is a first-string apostle who can come in and raise the dead. We need a first-string apostle who can come in and turn things upside down. I just don't know anyone like that. It can be discouraging. But then I remember the story of the woman with two names and how she did the good that she knew to do and God used it to change the world. <laughs> Early in our ministry, Carol and I were in a dinner group in, a, in the church that we were a part of. We would gather once every month or so at each other's homes. The time that we hosted, I, I don't remember, we were to do the entree and the dessert. I don't remember what the entree was, but we were going to have apple pie for dessert. I remember that apple pie, a little ice cream. I was looking forward to that, but when Carol brought the dessert to the table, it wasn't apple pie. I almost said, I thought we were having apple pie, but but then I, I looked at her face, and she was looking at me in a particular way. <laughs> Perhaps you have seen an expression like this. Her eyes suggested, you say one word, 
you will be sleeping in the shed until Jesus returns. <laughs> what I learned after our friends had left was that as she was removing the pie from the oven, somehow it flipped and landed upside down on the plate in a big splat. She said her first thought was that dessert was ruined. And then in the providence of God, my brilliant wife realized that what we were having for dessert is apple cobbler. <laughs> and so she brought these bowls of cobbler and ice cream, which was delicious, a fact I pointed out numerous times. I remember this story because it's something of a parable. So many things in the world can't be put back together. It's not just Humpty Dumpty. The pie can't be put back into its original form. We live in a world broken by greed and apathy, by a celebration of incivility and an unwillingness to do hard things and it is breaking us. Life is like that. In the face of the world in which we live, given the reality of the limited power we as people of faith actually have, we never feel like Peter, with faith enough to raise the dead. But Tabitha, Dorcas, she is the one who teaches us the value of doing the good that is ours to do because sometimes that's enough to work miracles. And sometimes Jesus actually shows up in the church. She was a friend to everyone in her community. Like a gazelle, she darted from need to need, bringing kindness. And I think Luke lingers with this disciple with two names to remind the church that we should never underestimate the power of love. It is a modest power, but it is a power. It is a vulnerable strength, but it is a strength. Our world and culture needs a miracle of healing. We need a resurrection. We need kindness for the stranger and the immigrant. We need kindness for the political foe and the person of a different religion. People who are divided can be brought together in community. That's why we know of this remarkable woman with two names. And I think we know of her because she was kind. She trusted that love could be a power. My prayer for you is village, keep doing the good that is yours to do. And the risen Christ from time to time will show up. And you might just repeat Jesus. It's happened before. You know it has. Pray with me. Gracious God, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. 
Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.